Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Thursday, January 31st. As always, we're presented by our guy Dom at D's Home Cuts. Uh, my name is Travis Kurcheski. I'm your host. We've got a full studio today, though. Truman's back. How's it going, guys? And we got Brian Leonard here. Great to be here. Uh, classes have been canceled the last couple of days, so we were able to do this. Um, it's, what is it, negative 20, negative 30 outside, so both days we've had canceled classes. So we've had a, the opportunity to do different things um, and get the studio back together. Definitely. Um, we have an interview later on this show with Mitch Longo, uh, Indians prospect Mitch Longo. Brian is also in that. That's why we brought him on today. Uh, like we said, we filmed that yesterday, but uh, we want to bring Brian on again today because classes were canceled, like I said. But we'll get to that later. We'll start with football. We have the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. This will be our last show before the Super Bowl. Um, so we want to do a little position-by-position position breakdown. Uh, who and has then we got to give our score predictions. And then we'll give our score and pick predictions. All right. Um, so let's start with position-by-position position breakdowns. So let's go quarterback. Um, Rams versus Patriots. Is anybody taking Jared Goff over Tom Brady? Uh, I am not. No. It's Tom Brady's yeah. ninth Super Bowl. Um, I think Jared Goff is more talented than Tom Brady. Wow. But I am taking Tom Brady every day of the week because it's his ninth Super Bowl. And I feel like Jared Goff's kind of a pressure guy. And I feel like he's going to have some issues with the bright lights because, I mean, it's a Super Bowl. He's the, it's his third year in the NFL. And you've just seen him. He's kind of closed in some bigger games. but So I'm taking Tom Brady uh, in this game easily. You know, you look at when the when the Rams came to Chicago towards the end of the football season, it was a huge game, and Jared Goff looked absolutely terrible. So, I I mean, you can't bet against Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. I got to go with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick here. Yeah. So yeah, we're all picking Tom Brady. Running backs. This could be a little close. Um, I know the Patriots running backs do a lot of different things in that system. Uh, but I think the Rams are the better running back duo. I think C.J. Anderson has come on as of late. Todd Gurley is a top three running back in the NFL. We can all agree with that. Um, you shake your head or you nod your head? No. Okay. No, I... okay. <laughs> Todd Gurley's top three running back in the NFL. C.J. Anderson has uh, improved as of late. He's really been a great addition. Um, so I think in terms of pure talent, I think the Rams are the better running back core. Um, but the Patriots running backs do a lot of different things. Uh, I'm going to go with the Rams just because I like Ty Gurley, even though he hasn't been playing as good as of late. Um, C.J. Anderson has been kind of the spark plug. He's been kind of like the like the story of the playoffs, in my opinion, so far has been C.J. Anderson. Um, he's just been playing out of his mind for being you know an older running back who tripped all around the league this year. Uh, so he's good for them, good good veteran on the field for them. And then obviously you add on Ty Gurley. Uh, with Patriots, I love my guy James White, Badger. Uh, you know, he... He's going to do a lot of good things for them uh, Sunday, and he does a lot of good things for them every week. Uh, Sonny Michelle, obviously I think he's going to be a really good young player in this league. I think he's going to be good for a while, especially with the Patriots. Uh, but you have to go with the Rams, I think, uh, talent-wise. I read a report that an, an anonymous NFC coach this week said that, uh, that, yeah. Yeah, that C.J. Anderson is a better fit for the Rams offense than Todd Gurley is. And I also do not think that Todd Gurley is the same running back that he was at the beginning of the season because I think he has some kind of knee injury that no one is talking about. Because it doesn't make sense that he's just not playing. And he was like the front runner to be the MVP or like like finish second. 
for most of the season. So, I don't know. I, I would take the Patriots take running the Patriots backs. Running backs. All right, let's go wide receivers here. Um, I think the – I don't know. I think Julian Edelman is the best wide receiver out of both of these. Um, what do you think, Robert Woods? Robert Woods. Robert Woods, I think – I think they match up well, those two. If you put them back to back. Julian Edelman's got the playoff experience. Yeah, Julian Edelman's got the playoff experience. Which I think experience. puts him a little bit ahead. Um, then you look at the number two, uh, Brandon Cooks versus uh, Hogan. Phillips yeah, or set. something like that. So I mean, and then who's like the third guy for the Rams? It's that Reynolds. Yeah, yeah. And then he's pretty good. I'm too. taking the Patriots then, because I think they have a deeper core. Uh, I'd really have to disagree on that one. I think Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods is uh, two one of the best wide receiver duos in the league. I think Brandon Cooks Cooks is the most underrated receiver in the league because. I don't know why he gets shipped around the league so so often, and you see how well he's fitting in with the Rams. Robert Woods, like you know, a lot of people have been saying, he's one of the most complete receivers in the league. Uh, Reynolds, I think, is a great young player. He killed the Packers uh, in that game. But then you look at the Patriots. Julian Edelman's good, um, but I saw a lot of statistics where he's not as good as people think he is. Playoffs, um, though, he goes off. Yeah, yeah. It, but outside of that, Philip Dorsett is nothing. Chris Hogan is nothing. Um, so I am I'm gonna go with the Rams easily. I think that's a blowout. I don't even think the Patriots. I think if you add the system in, then I think the Patriots. But I think the Rams have more talent at the wide receiver position than the Patriots by far. I think that playoff experience is like has a lot more value in this scenario mm-hmm. than like actual level of talent Brandon does. Cooks. And is that. I mean, he does, but, like, Julian Edelman is second on the all-time receiving list and, like, the playoffs. He's only but behind But outside of that, Rice. I mean, are you going to – I mean, I hope you don't make a case for Philip Dorsett. I mean, I don't know. I hope you don't no, make a I case mean, for Chris I mean, in Hogan. terms of, like, just pure talent, the Rams and you are said they're deeper. The uh, who's the fourth guy? Who's the fifth guy on the Patriots? Who's the fourth? Who's the fifth guy on the Rams? Exactly. I mean, yeah, they I, don't – neither of these I'd teams have a lot of I'd take these three – over those three, but I don't understand where you said depth. I take Julian Edelman, uh, Hogan, and Dorsett. Wait, I want to see your argument for Chris Hogan and Philip Dorsett. I would love to see the argument of Chris Hogan. You you said even Reynolds. This is Reynolds' first year. Yeah, but I, I mean, I feel like if you're looking at talent, I think I think you. you I didn't know that this is this is a position by position, position breakdown of talent. I didn't think it was position by position breakdown of experience. I mean, we're all taking the Patriots in experience. Yeah, I mean yeah, that's, that's just but that's like true. you look if they cup, I would easily take the Rams. But why though? Yeah, why? Because you're because now it's just four versus Reynolds. three. This cup is better than Reynolds. Cup is better than Cooks. Now it's four versus three. You're saying just because you're taking cup numbers. Is I think I you're taking Cup over Cooks. I take in that offense. Yeah. Wow. I would really offense, disagree. I offense, would really that disagree. That Rams offense has not been the same since I Cup. I would left. really disagree on that. You I can't, think you can't disagree with that. I just think that more as like offense, teams have wait, figured out the, the offense, Rams offense a little bit more. But once Cooper Cup got hurt, their offense it, took a dive. I I think it's yeah. what dive did it take? I mean, we looked at the bad game against the Bears. Uh, they were an historically good defense, as much as I hate to say it. Pull up the schedule. In cold weather, the, so, there was the Lions the week before. They kind of sucked. Yeah, too. but I mean, okay, any team has bad weeks, and yeah. the Rams were historically amazing at the beginning of the season. They looked very good against the Saints last week. Jared Goff looked really good against the Saints last week. When did Cup go out? The week before the Packers game? I think like week eight, right? Or something, yeah, something I don't right know. Like I'm not going to like right, say that's Cup like, is better than Cook. Yeah, I, I, totally I would never say that. that. Uh, but I'm just looking at this. If the question is position by position breakdown of talent, 
I'm going the Rams. But if we want to talk experience, I think the Patriots would win in every single facet. Then. Yeah. Because they I, have, like, so many more players who've played in the playoffs than the also, Rams. Also, yeah. I mean, like, if we're talking about just, like, I don't know, just, like, overall, like, the passing game of these two teams, I would take the pa- Patriots any day of the week. Because then you got to factor yeah, in, like, Rob Gronkowski. Page, yeah. Well, I, I thought, well, are we going to hit tight ends? Are we going to add tight yeah, ends? Yeah, but then also you look at and, game. I mean, I mean, James White. Yeah, and James then White, got, Okay, okay this is position by position <laughs> okay, breakdown. Okay, screw that. Uh, wide receiver, then. We're, I'm taking the Patriots wide receiver. I'm court. taking the Rams. Um, is, this, is this by talent or experience? Can we clarify that now? Yeah, talent. Okay. Talent. okay, then I'm taking the Rams then, too. All right, tight end. Uh, obviously, the Patriots. Patriots. I mean, you can't even. You're gonna say you're gonna Tyler, say Tyler Higby, Higby is like the, they got Everett, don't they? Yeah, they have Gerald Everett and Tyler Higby. So but what? Who cares? They, they like Rob don't Gronkowski use tight ends. They're off Walker. Who? Walker. I mean, yeah, I Delaney know. Walker, right? They don't. Oh no, no, no have, not Delaney Walker. Who's they have. Uh, who's the backup? Dwayne Allen. Dwayne, Dwayne Allen. Allen. Yeah, it's yeah. another. Uh, I think Rob Gronkowski's a shell of his former Ooh, self. He's I, retiring after this game. I almost guarantee that. He was going to retire last year, he said. If he would have been traded, he was going to retire. I will refuse to take Tyler Higby and yeah, they Everett. Literally well, they don't use them. They don't use them. Are we doing talent or are we doing system? We're using, yeah, we're oh, using either. talent. To probably the most talented tight end of all time. Is I'm Rob Gronkowski. Shell of his take, former I'm self. I'm going to take Rob Gronkowski. I, I would be willing to bet a lot of money that Rob Gronkowski goes off this Sunday. Because, uh, yeah, he I had just, off weeks. I can just feel and it he's had injury prone, but as far as I know, he's healthy going into this game. He he's looked healthy. very healthy in the Chiefs game because he was he's going off. He's had four back surgeries um, over his career. He's that doesn't matter. I mean, he's he not healthy. Not Tyler Higby, though. He I hasn't mean, played he's a single game season. I would, I would not take Tyler Higby over Rob Gronkowski. I think Everett is their number one guy. And you would take Gerald Everett over I can't believe this is an argument right now. Right now, I don't think Rob Gronkowski is healthy. I don't think he's a shell of his former self. Well, he looked pretty healthy against the Chiefs. Yeah, seriously. All right, I'll take the... The Patriots tight ends, but I yeah. still don't think I don't think it's as close as you think. But or also, just think about think. in terms of blocking, like Rob Gronkowski is the best blocking tight and end. And the Rams don't use yeah. tight ends. Yeah, I don't think we've seen whatever Caduce <laughs> they don't use tight ends. Uh, they, I think they use tight ends pretty well. The Rams? Yeah, the Rams? I mean, I, I think they they barely uh, use they barely. Use I think in play action and stuff like that, I I don't know if it's as much a difference as how much the Patriots use them. I don't know. I think they, especially in terms of like. I, I actually I don't know. I think the Patriots uh, use, but that's easily. I but mean, okay, we're just going talent though. We're not going who uses. Rob Gronkowski's probably the most talented tight end of all time. Yeah, I not anymore. Would, oh my gosh! All right, let's go to offensive line. Uh, I take the Patriots. I take the Patriots because they got that. Uh, who's their offensive line coach? Oh, uh, Scar. Scarnecchia or something. Yeah. I got to admit, the best on the show coach. to Brett, Brett is like a Patriots fan or whatever, um, but I said the Patriots offensive line sucked at the beginning of the year. I have, to eat, I have to eat my words. They are one of the better offensive lines in the league. Um, he is one of the best offensive line coaches uh, you know, in the world, but I got to say, you know, the system helps them a lot. Because no matter how much you argue Tom Brady and stuff like that, he gets rid of the ball very quick. Yeah, yeah And so it's much easier to block for someone for three to four seconds rather than someone who scrambles. Or I think like Whitworth that. is the best offensive lineman between these two teams. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'd agree with but that. But I think overall, I, I mean, the Rams have talent too. Saffold's yeah, good guard. Sullivan. Um, Sullivan's good. Good. good center. He's their center. Yeah. And um, but yeah. I'd take the Patriots as a group overall. Yeah. I and agree. the Rams have looked. They haven't looked. Their offensive lines had shaky weeks, and the Patriots been consistent all year. So, 
You taking the Patriots, Brian? I'm taking the Patriots. All right, defensive line. Oh, we're taking the Rams. Rams by a wash. Yeah. I mean, uh, Aaron Donald's the best defensive player in the league right now. They have Dante Fowler. They have Uh, Madonna I mean, that's a wash to me. I mean, the one thing I will say, yeah, Brockers too. But, I mean, Trey Flowers, though. Like, I mean, you can read a lot of articles right now about how underrated he is. He's very talented. But, like, Aaron Donald's arguably could be the MVP. Like, but Pat Mahomes went off, but, like, he could be the MVP. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like in terms of defense. Um, yeah. I mean, Nadamakin Sue is Nadamakin Sue. He didn't look all that great, but I mean, he looked great against the Saints. Um, and he's just insane to block, too. Just those two in general, you have to take the Rams, yeah. I think. All right. Uh, linebackers? Uh, uh, definitely. They don't, none of them have huge names. I mean, Dante, Dante Hightower's. He's, he's, <laughs> Hightower. he's pretty good. I yeah. would, I'd take the Patriots just because I feel like the. The Patriots linebackers have a lot of pressure on they them. Still, Rams I feel still like they use, have to coach, like really coach, like the, be the coach on the field. The Rams, yeah. And I, I, every linebacker in every team does that, but like I feel like the Rams or the Patriots have a lot of experience. Um, I know we're not going by experience. I just feel like um, the Rams use Barron still. He's yeah safety. They moved him to linebacker. Um, he's pretty solid. Trying to think, I can't remember. They got Corey Littleton. Corey Littleton, he's I'm, pretty good. I'm just going to take Patriots based on I would high tower. Yeah, I and think, I mean, I think Van Noy is pretty good too. Van Noy, like the Patriots have like just some very like I smart think it's linebackers. System. It's the system, it's, yeah, the system. Bill Belichick. I just, feel like if I'm taking the Patriots linebackers, I'm taking Bill Belichick. So yeah. I think. Yeah. All right, uh, defensive backs. Ooh, so including would, all safeties, corners. Including safeties. Okay, I would take the Patriots. I don't know. Um, they got Gilmore. I think Gilmore. Is I'm Gil- really You can make an argument that Gilmore is the best corner yeah. in the NFL. I right would now. take the Rams. I think Gilmore is very good. I agree. Gilmore could be the best corner in the league. But outside of that, I don't, you got Patrick Chung. Patrick but, but look at got, um, yeah, who's the kid the who was playing for them that looked horrible in the Chiefs game, twenty five or something like that. Oh, um, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he's like there's like slot like the yeah he, or, i just or, 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 i just feel like the rams or, have more more talent in the secondary i love um lamarcus joiner akib to in my opinion is one still yeah, one of the most underrated really players and i don't know how he's still underrated i know he's older but he's very good marcus peters hasn't looked that great but marcus peters is still good and he brings like a swagger to the secondary you think uh, jc jackson yeah, yeah, yeah jc jackson 27 yeah. um he committed penalties left and right i would just take I would take the Rams just because I like them all, like as a group. And but with Patriots, I just like Gilmore and like Chung is good and stuff like that. McCourty's good like that, but like I just think the Rams is a group. I think yeah. again, I think Gilmore's the best corner, best defensive backs out of these two guys, out of these two teams. But I think overall, Rams have the better secondary. I'd have to agree, with Travis. Yeah, I'm. Well, I don't know. I feel like it's like you're. I can't pick against like Bill Belichick. That's the like, problem is like you can't you have talent versus talent. They have like Belichick, their scheme is just so good. They're all, all the they're time. smarter than everybody. It's like that's yeah. the problem. That's I don't know. Like, but is the, but is again Bill Belichick obviously one of the greatest coaches ever. Wade Phillips is a very good defensive mind too. Oh yeah, he's Wade Phillips is very good. He's fantastic. So I think he's going to use these guys as well. Very good too. But I agree with you. It's you hard look, to pick like, let's against. go to the special teams. Like, I think the Rams have the better punter. I think Zerline's the better kicker. But then you look at, like, coverage. I think the Patriots I would are go the so Rams smart. Yeah. Just because creativity. I like their creativity. And if they get down early in this game, I think the Rams... But they have the Patriots. These have, are two great special teams, These are two great special teams. The Patriots have Slater 
and they have Ebner, who are two of the best, like, special teams players. They're always in the Pro Bowl. Even Cordero Patterson, like, I mean, he's yeah. a pretty good returner. Steven Goskowski's a great kicker. Yeah. And, and uh, I would take the Rams just based on creativity. The Rams have won games this year based on their special teams. Yeah. They, they're not afraid to. They get back. If the Rams fall down, the Rams aren't afraid to use their special teams to get the momentum back into the game. And yep. that's what I like. I think with the Patriots, more of just, like, a system, okay, we got a punt, we got a kick, stuff like that. I think with the Rams, it actually uses like game changing. But it is like thing. Brian said. I think these two teams are the best special teams. They're well, they're two. Of them. Or like I mean, two the, of the Chiefs are, but like, yeah, they're they're definitely up there. All right, well, let's do uh, predictions then. Brian, why don't you start your guest? Go ahead. For who's winning the Super, Super Bowl? Bowl? Yeah. I'm. I like I said earlier, you can't pick against the Patriots. I mean, yeah. they have Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Give us a score then. I'm gonna go with. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with, how about 24-21? I, I don't think it's going to be crazy high scoring or anything like that, but it, it, it will be close. Uh, I'm going 31-23 Patriots. Uh, I just feel like the Patriots are just too good um, and too experienced for the Rams. I really feel like, I just have this weird feeling, Jerry Goff is a pressure quarterback, and I feel like he might crack under pressure. Yeah, yeah I, I, I just feel like he's kind of this... I and I have no factual evidence to prove it other than the Bears game. I just feel like once he gets bright lights, he's gonna kind of crack. Uh, I'm rooting for the Rams hardcore. I know you're rooting for the Patriots. But I, I am yeah. rooting for the Rams very much. So uh, even though I really don't like Los Angeles, but I just don't want to see Tom Brady get another one. So, but I am going to take the Patriots 31-23. I will never pick against the Patriots um, ever again on this show or just anywhere. So. <laughs> I've picked against the Patriots twice. And I've been wrong both times. I picked the Chargers in the playoffs. Then I picked the Dolphins. I think it was like week four. Uh, I'm taking the Patriots here. I don't want to pick against them. Like Truman said, I'll be rooting for the Rams harder than I've ever rooted for any team in my life. Um, I think the Rams, I think it's going to be a pretty clean game. I think it will be 28-14. to 14. I'm going to take the Patriots. Oh, you're really uh, two touchdowns. Yeah, nice clean game. Uh, but that's it for that. Uh We'll tune in on Tuesday for a breakdown of what happened in the game. Uh, two more NFL storylines we're going to get through quickly just so we can get to our interview. Deshaun Jackson yesterday said on the radio that he wants to go to Los Angeles, uh, play for the Rams next year. Uh, that would be actually a pretty good fit with the Sean McVay system. Yeah, I think Deshaun Jackson is getting older, but he's still, he's still got, got the got speed. Um, but he's not going to give you a full 16 games anymore. But he, he'd be he'd be good in the system. Uh, I think, you know, he'd fit. I, I mean, I don't understand where. I mean, like, you look, you'd probably have Brandon Cooks. I still think Cup would be better than him. I think um, we just listed them all. Yeah. A Woods. Yeah. I, I think he'd still have to be, like, a third, fourth guy for them. But, I mean, Deshaun Jackson, I mean, he'd fit good there. He's got speed. Sean McVay is going to look for speed wherever he can get speed. Uh, but... I think, and, you know, I can see why he'd want to go back there. I think that's where he grew up, out there in Los Angeles. Um, so I could definitely see that being a good fit for him. Okay. We're going to, next story, uh, Rob Ryan was hired by the Redskins to be the inside linebackers coach. Uh, Ryan Brother back in football now. we got to get Rex a job. But uh, Jim Tom Sewell and Rob Ryan on the same Jeez. defensive staff. It's going to be an interesting season there in Washington, I would say. Yeah, and, uh, no Alex Smith. It's going to be a interesting year. I, quarterback I, I think the Washington Redskins are headed for 
the number one pick next year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, think, I mean, I think they are going to be the worst team in football next year. I think Rob Ryan, I kind of like the Ryan brothers. Um, you know, they classic. Come, it comes from the Buddy Ryan tree, obviously their dad, and, you know, Petten comes from there. So I, I kind of like that little tree of people, but I think the game's – kind of gone past those two people um rob ryan i mean towards the end of his where he was a defensive coordinator i think it was last was with the saints saints right. maybe the was with, he was with the bills bills, oh, yeah, the bills, bills maybe um yeah, Jesus. but i think i think they you know those defenses were statistically some of the worst in football but uh, I think we can all – I would, for my easy pick for next year, the Redskins will not have a good record, yeah. and I think they're headed for the bottom of the league. I think the Dolphins could be there too. I think um, Bruce yeah. Allen, uh, the ownership in Washington, I think they got some big changes they need to make because the fans aren't filling up FedEx Honestly, Stadium. Honestly, I could even see the Cardinals getting back there too. If Kingsbury doesn't work out, I think Kingsbury's a big, big risk. I just see who's starting quarterback for the Redskins. The first overall pick of the San Diego Fleet, of course. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Josh, Josh Johnson. Right, I can see them going get like uh, Tannehill, Flacco, or Bortles. They just start sixteen. I I just think those Flacco in a Redskins uniform would be the worst. That would, be, <laughs> that would make it yeah. so bad. But no one would want to watch. I that think Jay Gruden. I like Jay Gruden. I love the Gruden brothers. But I think he's headed for firing there in Washington. But yeah, I, I, I just mean, think I, – I mean, he hasn't been – time for a change. The ownership they in Washington – They do have Washington, guys, though. They have guys coming back. Yeah, but, okay. He is not, I could he's see like the, the way Washington price. has to spice it up is they have to draft Kyler Murray. And wow. um, Kyler Murray – Yeah, but Kyler Murray, Geis – that's a talented young backfield there. That'd be interesting. You know, they've got some talented receivers, but I don't think they are. I, don't, I think they'll probably just pick some Alabama defensive linemen like they usually yeah. do <laughs> and, go, and be the bottom of the league. So. Right. Quentin Williams. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for football. We're going to move now to basketball. But before that, I had to remind you guys about our guy, Andrew, at A's Lawn Service. Since 2014, A's Lawn Service has been providing professional landscaping at a low and fair price. Uh A's Lawn Service does everything he can to make sure your lawn, your home looks great. Uh, so go check them out. A's Lawn Service. Uh, the number is 330-241-2392. Again, 330-241-2392. And the email is lawnservice.a's at gmail.com. A's Lawn Service, LLC. You grow it, we cut it. So the All-Star, we're going to talk about basketball real quick. The All-Star lineups were released the other day. Um... Let me pull them up. I, I should have had them pulled up before. Um, uh, hold on a second. Giannis. LeBron. It's Giannis versus captains. LeBron. Yeah, which yeah. is stupid because LeBron is hurt. and He's been hurt the last month and a half. Yeah, but LeBron's always going to get an advantage because um, he's LeBron. But I think... I think Giannis okay. will. So, the Western Conference, we got uh, Steph and Kevin Durant, obviously, Paul George, James Harden, and LeBron. I think that's pretty stacked uh, lineup there. Um, Paul George and James Harden are both having MVP caliber seasons. Uh, then we'll go to the Eastern Conference, Giannis, Joel Embiid, Kyrie Irving, Kemba, and Kawhi Leonard. Uh, Kawhi and Giannis are both having MVP caliber seasons, and Kemba Walker's right there, too. So... Pretty good stack lineup from both sides. But yeah, I think the, the West is just... The West is more deep. I reserves mean, like, are tonight, by the way. Yeah, the West is more, like, on paper talent. But, like, if you're looking, like, statistically, like, game-wise, like, who's guarding Joel Embiid on the West? 
Uh, LeBron. LeBron, but he's hurt right now. He's coming back to next week. Okay, but I, I don't know. I just think they don't have a true big man to guard Joe Embiid. Shooting-wise, I think on the edge, I mean, Steph's the best shooter of all time, but, like, Kyrie, Kemba, that's a very Kevin good... Durant. That's Steph a very good backcourt. I mean, then you look James at Giannis. Giannis is... Um, you're saying you're saying that East has better shooters? No, obviously James Harden and Steph Curry are probably the two best of like all time. But I'm saying the West is more talent. But I'm saying that the East shouldn't be slept on because I think the East is very I mean, talented. Paul player. George is the best defender in the game right now. Wow, easily. Yeah, but I I think when you look at Giannis, who's he going to be able to guard? What? Who's he guarding? Kawhi. Kawhi. Kawhi versus Paul George. Kawhi's one of the best defenders in the league too, and Kawhi's been George's having better, an though. awesome season. Uh, but yeah, it's it's a good match. But I think this is a good lineup of guys. Um, but the reserves is gonna be interesting to see who makes it, who doesn't. Um, I think Doncic should make it. I think he's gonna be a guy on the edge, and I would like to see Derrick Rose get in too. But we'll see what happens. I know Brian's a big Derrick Rose guy, but. <laughs> of course. <laughs> All right. Uh, two more small NBA storylines, then we got to move on to baseball because Brian's got to rant a little bit. Uh, Kyrie Irving, uh, there's reports he wants to go rejoin the Lakers and rejoin LeBron. Uh, Anthony Davis was fined the other day for collusion. Uh, this is the stupidest. Anthony Davis is fine to someone who makes $40,000 a year. Is nothing. Is Wait, is fine. Is to Anthony to someone who like a normal person who makes forty thousand dollars a year, it's like a parking ticket of like seventy eight dollars. That's how much Anthony Davis was really? fine in like retrospect to how much he makes. That's crazy. Isn't that That's like insane. like yeah, you're not allowed so basically to... Anthony Davis played paid a parking ticket to say he wants to get traded to the Lakers. So the thing that I saw was interesting <laughs> if you think about it, Anthony Davis and LeBron had dinner a month ago in L A. Nobody knows what was talked about. LeBron goes out with an injury. What happens during an injury? The younger guys get to play more. The younger guys get more trade value. You guys get to see them play more. I mean, it's got to be interesting, wow, don't you think? It's a little conspiracy. Uh, but, yeah, then Kyrie, if he rejoins, and then I guess you know if they want to go with their Clay Thompson this summer. I will guarantee that Kyrie will not be a Los Angeles Laker on the show on right now. Wow. Based uh, One, Bold. he said in front of – and if Kyrie wants to be a big, fat liar, which I don't know if Kyrie wants to be a big, fat liar, he said in the summer – he wants to be a Los Angeles or Boston Celtic. Like he said, he wants to finish his career there. He wants to do it. He said it in front of the fans. There's recordings and videos but, of it, and everyone thinks, oh, just because Le- Kyrie said I'm sorry to LeBron, he wants to go play with him again. No, I think he just said sorry. I don't think they're listen. Gonna... To that. They haven't. Al Horford has been hurt this year. He was kind of their veteran guy. Kyrie's kind of had to step up and be the veteran guy. He knows how hard it is to take care of a group of younger players and kind of lead them. He knows what LeBron went through in Cleveland. He, you know, he misses LeBron. He misses playing with him. It's not as fun playing with LeBron. I think they literally just said sorry to each other and their friendship was patched, but I don't think they're going to play with each other ever again. Who knows? We guess we'll have to see, right? All right, baseball. Brian, you got something you want to talk about here with the City Field and the Mets. All right, so recently, recently I've read an article on Fangraphs by Jeff Sullivan called There's definitely something strange about City Field. And the mystery here concerns why the Mets can't hit at home. And before I start getting into this, I need to explain what BABIP is. So BABIP is an acronym for Batted Balls in Play. And all it means is it's the percentage of uh, any balls being hit into play that, like, are not outs. So, for example, I think, like... 
the average MLB team has a BABIP of about like 25%. So 25% of the balls that they put into play are not outs. So the mystery surrounding City Field concerns why the Mets can't hit at home and that why the team's BABIP suffers at home. City Field has been modified multiple times, but it was modified most dramatically before the 2012 season. Since 2012, the Mets rank last in the majors in runs scored at home. They rank seventh in runs scored on the road, though. Since 2012, the Mets rank last in the majors and BABIP at home, but third on the road. The BABIP gap is huge over seven seasons, which is a big mystery. Very, very weird. That's very weird. And since 2012, they've allowed the eighth fewest runs at home, but 17th fewest on the road. That's crazy. They're also 12th in BABIP allowed at home and 28th in allowed BABIP on the road. Scoring runs at City Field is generally much harder than anywhere else in the major in Major League Baseball. So why is City Field so strange? I don't have an answer to that, and neither does anyone else. But I can give you evidence to show that there is definitely something up with City Field. So from 2012 to 2018, over that span, relative to games on the road, City Field has reduced runs by 14%, which is the biggest run suppressor in baseball. Mets home games have had a BABIP of about 25, po- 25 points lower than Mets road games. That's more than twice as large as the next greatest negative effect. And no park in... Uh, no, yeah, no park increases infield flies more than City Field does, or reduces ground balls, uh, or yeah, ground balls that turn into hits or line drives that turn into hits more than City Field does. City Field is second to last in home versus road exit velocities as well, with an average reduction of 12 miles per hour. And all that means is you're subtracting the average exit velocity at home versus on the road. And since 2012, the Mets are last in Major League Baseball when you subtract home and road winning percentage, meaning they are, they've won more on the road than at home, which is absolutely insane. Like, there's no team that is Any hurt. Sports, really. Yeah, exactly. That is hurt Except as bad the as the Los Mets. Angeles Chargers, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> uh, hurt more than the Mets than when they play at home. So there's a couple theories out there. As to why City Field is so weird and why offense just does not exist at City Field. And one of those theories is is that before the Mets moved on from Shea I believe it was Shea yeah. Park or Shea, Shea Stadium. Shea Stadium. Yeah. Um when they were building City Field, the Mets owners had an option. Well well, I mean all owners are supposed to they're supposed to uh, make wind studies of like the outfield and how balls are affected by wind in the area and uh, the Mets owners were supposedly too cheap to do these wind studies and that is like part of supposedly part of the reason of why there's like like fly balls are almost always out at uh, City Field and it also could affect ground balls as well. And then another theory is is that uh, in all the Major League Baseball stadiums, they all store the balls in the stadium. And they have some kind of room, usually like beneath the stadium, where they keep all the balls that they're going to use. And uh, 
the idea is is that the Mets are like storing their balls in a very like humid room, like unintentionally. And for example, like the the Houston Astros, there there were a lot of complaints from players that um, balls were coming too hard off of the turf, like ground balls. So they, uh, in order to fix that, they installed a humidor where they could keep all the balls in that they were going to use. So it, like, made the balls, (laughs) exposed the balls to more moisture. And, like, it's, like, the same kind of idea with the Mets is that maybe, like, they're keeping these balls in a really moist environment, which, like, deadens the balls. So those are the two... Those are the two theories, but no one really knows why City Field is literally the worst place for it's anyone so to crazy hit. Crazy to think about with the home field, the home record versus away record with the Mets. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think I just think it's crazy because like Jacob Degrom, he yeah, exactly. Like this insane season where people are like, "Oh, he's statistically the best season ever for a pitcher and stuff like that." But but then you hear stuff like this, and it yeah, just kind of makes yeah. you wonder if it was actually like. That I mean, I mean, great. he's still a very good pitcher, but, but at the same yeah, time, still like. like I mean, it's insane. Yeah. So, interesting article with Brian. Uh, I'd like... Do you have the link for that if I want to put it on the Twitter? Like I said, the uh, the article is called There's Definitely Something Strange About City Field, and it's by Jeff Sullivan. It yeah, is I'll, on Fangraphs. I'll put it on the Twitter. I'll put it on the Twitter uh, if you want to check it out. Um, we got to go quick to get to the Mitch Longo interview. Um, what's going on with the Cubs, Brian? Who knows what's going on with the Cubs? I mean, honestly, Brian get rants about this almost every time we we uh, meet up. The the owners of the Cubs are the Ricketts, and the Ricketts apparently no longer want to spend any money on the Here Cubs. Here come the Milwaukee Brewers. You know the I don't know if you've seen Truman, but the the Brewers are projected to be finishing last in the NL Central. Yeah. What what source is that? I, don't I said it on remember. the last show. They've they've I, spent like, the off season. Losing talent and not acquiring. What any. talent did we lose, man? Uh, you lost, you <laughs> lost Wade Miley, who was a big piece of your postseason oh run last year. Thirty-nine and a half you years old or forty. He batted. Jonathan Scope probably under two thirty. Scope batted under on uh, like a hundred. He He's batted like probably nine eight. Got rid of an outfielder too, didn't you? you Keon Broxton. Broxton. Oh yeah, because the outfielder Yelich, Braun, and Kane isn't. It's Couldn't good. get it done last year. I guess they're going to expect yeah. to get it done this year with less Unbelievable. talent. I, 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 Makes I think sense. I think that's why the Cubs aren't paying anything because they're like, holy shit, the Brewers are like insanely good now. They've got a young I'm core. Scared and Brian, scared, to, are you scared of the Brewers? I'm not scared think, of the Brewers. Think, I'm more scared I think, I think of the Cardinals. The I got Paul Goldschmidt. So they got I mean, Andrew Miller. They're rolling out there in game one of the World Series with who? For Chase Anderson? Like, that yeah, don't scare me. Just going out there. <laughs> Is Jimmy Nelson ever going to come back? I think Brandon Woodruff. Jimmy Nelson is going to come back. It's just a shell. 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 All right, that's what they said. Remember last last July? No, no, no. no, I know. Remember last July when I said the Brewers are going to win the division? Everyone thought I was crazy and the Brewers won the division? Okay. All right, well, we got to move on uh, so we can get to Mitch Longo's interview. Before the interview, we had to remind you guys about Dom at D's Home Cuts. Uh, D's Home Cuts is the best place around Northeast Ohio for a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, you get a modern haircut and styling. Uh, Truman and I and Brian have all gotten their haircut at Dom's at least one point (laughs) in our lives. uh, And we continue to be great clients. Uh, So check him out on his Instagram at Dee's Home Cuts. You can also check out his new YouTube page, Unlimited Dom. 
Uh, he's doing great stuff on there, showing people how to lose weight. Uh, he is continuing to kill it with the weight loss. Uh, so go check him out, D's Home Cuts, on his Instagram. Set up an appointment. DM him uh, to get all the details, and you will not be disappointed. D's Home Cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So we interviewed Indians prospect Mitch Longo. Typically interviews just me and Truman. But we knew we needed to bring in our baseball expert, Brian Leonard. Uh, he came in. He had some good questions. So we sat in the uh, BW3's parking lot, and we interviewed him. Uh, it's about negative 20 degrees outside, no heat on. We turned the car off because it sounds better. Uh, we interviewed him. He was a great guy, uh, certainly one of the best guests we ever had. He was cool. He's Ohio native, went to Mayfield High School, went to OU, Ohio University, and now he's picked by the Indians. Uh, so you'll hear a couple, a couple questions about that, but definitely a really cool experience. Yeah, he was definitely a great guy. Yeah, he, had, he gave a lot of great answers. Yeah, so uh, here it is, Mitch Longo, Indians prospect. Enjoy. Prospect Mitch Longo. Uh, so we talked about it a little bit before. Uh, you're in Arizona right now getting ready for spring training. What kind of things are you doing to get ready for the season? Um, right now we're going uh, Monday through Friday. Uh, getting to the field at about or the complex rather around 8 a.m. every day and they provide a breakfast for us and then from there I'll, I'll get my uh, prep routine going kind of get my body hot for about 40 minutes or so and then I'll do some cage work for about an hour uh, and then get my arm kind of going throw long toss then do some defensive work and follow up the rest of the day with a, uh, a lift and I'm usually done probably around noon or, or 1 115 depending on the availability of, of staff and how, how packed it is that day. So it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's pretty, pretty at my own pace right now, but there's also, they provide some camps, uh, some performance camps where they'll fly guys out and they'll have staff on, you know, on the complex to knock out your arm mm. and defensive stuff like that. Yeah. What's the weather like there in Arizona right now? I think about like 70 and, and oh, sunny geez. right now. We're actually being, me and uh, Nolan Jones are heading to the Wayfair and Trade Open right now, so we're gonna, yeah. gonna go watch some golf the rest of the day. So it's That's nice. work, work in the in the uh, the morning, and then we're gonna get out and, and try to relax, play a little bit of golf in the afternoon, or at least go watch some. Yeah, we're in Cleveland right now. It's like negative thirty. Hey man, I I grew up twenty three yeah. years in that, so I know exactly exactly what you guys are going through. Yeah. Yeah, so you said you went to Mayfield and OU, uh, so you're an Ohio kid. What was it like to get picked by the Indians? It's actually kind of crazy. I still get goosebumps whenever whenever someone asks me about that. Um, but it, it, it's a dream come true, and, and I still can't even really believe that, it, that it's happening. I get to play for my the team that I, I grew up loving. Most of the affiliates are are all within range to where my family can, can watch me play and Mm-hmm. And visit, which is really important to me. So it's up to this point, it's been it's been nothing nothing short of incredible, and I, I wouldn't have it any other way. I'm glad it worked out the way it did. Yeah, definitely. Mitch, is there any player you model your game off of? Um, uh, maybe maybe a, a handful of guys. That I try to pick parts of their game that that I that I admire. Uh, I really like. Right, Watching Brett Gardner play, because uh, he's a little bit of an of an undersized guy. Him and Adam Eaton, um, yeah. left side of the plate, can can run a little bit, do some damage on the base pass, uh, hit a little bit, 
any any kind of way I can contribute. Uh, I think those guys do a pretty good job of of kind of being like the glue to their team and and kind of being a little bit of a spark plug, even though they don't hit. 30-plus homers a year, they can still contribute by getting on base and making plays in the outfield and stealing bases and kind of making things happen. Guys like that who are kind of gamers are the ones that I try to be. Yeah. So uh, you said you are an Indians fan growing up. Who was your favorite Indian growing up? Can I give you three? One's yeah. tough. <laughs> um, I loved Ravi Alomar. Yeah. Jim Tomey's big. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Kenny Lofton were, oh, yeah. would probably be my top three. I could, I probably have yeah. ten favorite, but I, mean, I, I like Manny. But Manny was yeah, Manny, Manny was Manny. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. So you spent the last couple seasons in the minors. How has your game improved over the couple seasons? Just improving in the minors. Uh, I, I just learned how how long a season is, and and not only the effect that the longevity of a season takes on not only your body but your mind too. You really got to be in it for 150 plus games and, and playoffs. I mean, last year I played over 145, push 150 games. It's long. I mean, it's used to playing college ball. When my brother was playing, like he or in college, he'd be starting his. I'd start before they even started their winter practices, and I'd go all the way through when he's done with summer ball. So it's it's a real long year, and it's definitely something that if you're not having fun doing it it's it, it, the game's not for you because it'll chew you up and spit you out for sure yeah yeah so mitch home runs are obviously at an all-time high in major league baseball so have you considered adjusting your swing to add power um that's not really my kind of game i'm more of the kind of guy who's got to get on base stay stay in the gaps and, and do damage that way uh i think i'm i'm plenty strong enough to where i can hit home runs moving forward um, I think that the increase in velocities of pitches coming in will, will aid to that. Also, the, the major league balls are more tightly wound, so they add a little bit more carry. It's like hitting a range ball on the golf course, and then if you hit a pro V, it'll carry a little bit more. So I think that plays a little bit into it. Um, I'm not really that concerned about it, but it's definitely a pretty good feeling whenever you run into one, no doubt. <laughs> are you uh, pretty comfortable at all three positions in the outfield, or do you prefer any any of them? I'm comfortable with all of them. Uh, any way that I can contribute, any way that you know I can can make it there is, is wherever I'm going to play. Um, I I played center. I, ideally, I like center field the most because I can get the. It's the easiest to get a read off the bat uh, right away. Um, a lot of space for me to run around. But I mean, I've played. I probably split it last year between left and right, and probably played the the fewest amount in center field. But uh, this off season, I've been taking. Uh, live reads and getting reps at all three. So you know, if if I do need to play another yeah. spot, I I'll, I'll be ready for that. So it's it's more it's more so about adding to your the tools you have in your bag and, and how you can help help the team. Yep. Yeah, definitely. What part of the game do you think you need to work on most during spring training and the upcoming season in the minors? Um, I'd say getting preparing your your mind for for what the season has because, you know, if you're 0 for 30 and, and you get down on yourself, it's only going to go down from there. So if you keep your head in the right spot and, and continue to have confidence in yourself and believe that you're going to get out of it, that, that goes a long way. And that's something that, that I learned last year is that the, the more I got down on myself, the more difficult it was to get out of it. Um, 
and other days when I'm in a good mood and I'm feeling good about myself, it's not it's 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 night and day difference on, on how much better you play when when you're feeling good about what you're doing and you're confident in your abilities when if you're not then you're kind of setting yourself up for failure. Mhm. How difficult would you say it is to always be on the road as a minor league minor league baseball player? It's real tough, you know, especially in this upcoming season where we have like 18-hour bus trips and stuff like that. So you you really got to do a good job of taking care of your body and, and stretching and, and and staying on top of your your routines because if you don't, then those bus rides will can can affect your your sleep and your playing ability. I mean, I I even bought one of those Enu hammocks that I set up in the rafters of the bus or lay a yoga mat down on the ground and try to get some sleep because you can wake up and your neck will be stiff and the last thing you want is to miss playing time and, and games to because you are sore from a bus trip. But travel definitely isn't the – it's not the best, but, I mean, it's a part of it, and it's something that is only going to get better as you climb up. So it's, I guess, added motivation to continue to climb through the ranks. For yeah. sure. Yeah, so during the season, how much uh, attention do you pay to, you know, the Indians and the majors? Not nearly as much as I did anymore. Um kind of like an added distraction um but i mean i'll I'll take you try to keep up with some scores and if, we, if for some reason we have a day game and i can catch a, a couple innings i'll watch uh but it's, it's a lot more difficult especially because we play at the same times yeah um but i mean if we have like a rain delay they'll put the game up on tv it's i always root for them i mean that's my mm-hmm. my team and it's it's crazy now that the guys that i grew up watching you know that are still there like the michael brantley's who i love watching and stuff like that well he's gone now but yeah. A lot of these players, it's like I, I grew up, you know, idolizing and watching, and now I'm I'm competing for the same job that they are. So it's yeah. it's kind of like a love hate relationship. So I try not to pay too much attention to it. Yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Uh, who would you say is the hardest pitcher you've ever faced, whether it's in high school, college, pro, uh, minors, whatever? Um, I, I had I thought the as far as the stuff goes and 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 command and the ability to throw everything they have for a strike kind of wherever they want would probably be Eric Lauer. He went to Kent State, um, and now he, he made his debut last year with the Padres. So he mm-hmm. kind of flew through. He flew through the minor leagues. He was drafted, uh, I believe, first round in 2016. Um, he's left, left-handed pitcher. He was, he was a stud. But, I mean, I, I faced Steven Strasburg last year, and I, uh, he had a rehab start with the Nationals, and he was – he was pretty disgusting. There, there, there's a reason that man gets paid millions of dollars to do what he does. Cause he, yeah. How'd you do he, first? Time? He put me in a blunder. I got, yeah. I worked to a, to a full count twice, and then I punched on a changeup, and then he threw me like a front foot slider. I don't. It was pretty, pretty gross. But uh, I'll, yeah. I'll get, I'll get mine versus him down the yeah. road. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, if you could have one at bat versus any pitcher in MLB history, who would you pick? Uh, I'm trying to think. Maybe maybe Nolan Ryan. I think Nolan yeah. Ryan would be a good one. Legend. Uh, kind of gritty, hard-nosed guy. I think competing against a guy like that and, and coming out victorious would, would be something pretty cool. Yeah, He's an all-time definitely. great. Yeah. Uh, do you have any... Uh, superstitious baseball rituals? Not really. Um, no, I, I wouldn't say I do. I mean, I have like a little bit of routine that I do, that I do with the plate kind of every time I, I tap the outside and the inside part of the plate just to kind of 
that's what I do to kind of regroup and, and reset myself, take a breath from pitch to pitch. Um, yeah. so like I said, if, I, in college, I used to eat a Snickers bar before I, before every game. Uh, I thought Snickers had hits in them, but it didn't have much more than just a lot of sugar and a lot of <laughs> calories, so I had to stop doing that. Yeah, definitely. So you listed off some of your favorite Indians earlier in the interview, but what's your favorite all-time athlete growing up in any sport? Uh, all-time athlete, I'm a big LeBron guy. I grew up watching him play when he was in, at St. Vince, St. Mary, and I remember him playing uh, Menor High School, actually, and they were filling out Akron University's stadiums and seeing kind of how he handled all of, all of the publicity and, and kind of what he's become now. And, you know, he's a he's a good dad, and he's done a lot for the community, and he brought a championship to Cleveland, and just kind of the way that he carries himself is something that I admire. He stays out of trouble, which nowadays is kind of hard to do, which seems like all these big-time athletes are under a microscope. It seems like everyone has something on everyone, but he does a good job of, of carrying himself the right way, and, and I admire the way that he does that and carries out his business. So if there's somebody that I could kind of have a career like or, or have someone look up to me, I think LeBron would be a pretty cool guy to, to do that after. How do you feel about him leaving to Los Angeles? I don't mind it. You know, he he, he came back. He did his job. He, he got a Cleveland a yeah. championship. And, I mean, would you rather be in Cleveland this time of year or L.A.? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so, uh, two last questions. Uh, what's your favorite all-time memory from sports? Oh, man. Favorite all-time memory of, in sports? Yeah. Something you just always look back on. I think playing playing in high school sports, you know, high school football I love. I miss a lot, you know, yeah. a bunch of my, my good buddies done and high school baseball too. Uh for a while we were we were number one in the state and a lot of those guys went on to play college ball and it was just it was it was much more simple then and it's like I, I try to remind myself now to try to have that same mentality that I had during those days. It was just a lot a lot of fun and you know, not not many worries. Just have yeah. have Playing playing ball just to have fun and and sometimes you got to remind yourself that that's all it is and it's just a kid's game and incredibly blessed and humbled that that's what I get to do every day instead of you know I could be in a cubicle and number number crunching yeah so um, right. that's what uh, I like last, to look back on last question who's your Super Bowl pick for Sunday oh man <laughs> I can't go, it's hard to bet against Tom Brady yeah. but. I want to go Rams. I think I think I want the Rams to win. Yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're all with you on that one. I, uh, because I mean, because I got I don't know. Like I still got Julian Edelman. Julian Julian Edelman's a Mac guy, but so yeah. Sean McVay went to Miami and being an Ohio Bobcat, I guess that's the closest thing I could get. Yeah. Is our rival in Sean McVay, but I think it's cool how he how the Rams kind of went after all their their core guys and and they did it. But it won't be long before my Browns get up there, so. I'm sure yeah. the Rams will hold it down until then. Do you think Baker Mayfield's the answer? Oh yeah, that that's a dangerous man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh I think we got all our questions out. You guys have anything else? Nope, nope, I think we're good. All right. Thank you for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, no time for, no no problem, fellas. Stay warm out there, okay? Yeah, all right. We'll do. Thanks, yeah, thank you. All right, it's easy. So that was our interview with Mitch Longo. Uh, like I said, we recorded that in the BW3's parking lot. Um, just three boys in a car recording an interview with Mitch Longo. It was a really cool experience, really fun, uh, and definitely, you know, 
cool to see, get a little bit of insight between uh, for the minor league prospects. You don't hear a lot from them. Yeah, he was a cool guy. I mean, Indians player, so not my favorite, but he's definitely a guy that I'm going to follow once I go to like Rubber Ducks games and stuff like that. Um, hopefully he'll be up there. Hopefully he'll get a chance soon to play in the majors. I think with that lacking outfield, he'll get a chance soon there in Cleveland. So, But he was an awesome guy, and I'm definitely excited to follow what happens in his career. Yeah, I mean, I'll definitely be rooting for him down the line. He seems really humble down to earth, and I really hope he does well. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, he was cool because, you know, we did Logan Ice. He was also a really cool guest to have on. Uh, Longo was cool, though, because, like, the Indians, like Truman said, their outfield is a little bit like they're trying to figure things out right now. We need consistency in the outfield. Um, we have a lot of guys, you know, Naquin, uh, Leonis Martin, uh no, why are you laughing about that, Ryan? Because Leonis Martin shouldn't be starting in a major league outfield. Okay. Well, he, Neither he should like Jordan Luplo or whatever. He was sick last year. He was sick. Yeah. He almost died. Uh, yeah. Well, he's like a like a very low Jordan down Luplo depth is a, is a good piece too. Uh, Naquin, oh Luplo, Martin, <laughs> uh, Zimmer, Greg Allen. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of names. A lot names. of studs. A lot of names. I think, I, I think I'd rather have Yelich, Kane, and Braun. A lot of names that could really uh, deliver or they could fall. You know, just a couple injuries there. So, uh, and he's going to be in double A this year, Mitch Longo. So he could easily, he is, he is a really consistent, solid hitter. Um, and the Indians are kind of looking for that leadoff batter, I guess, somebody who can hold down that position like Kenny Lofton did uh, in the 90s. So Mitch could get a call up this year or next year. Uh, it depends, but... It's a really cool interview, and uh, we're really glad to talk to him. But that is it for our show today. We want to thank you to our sponsors, D's Home Cuts and A's Lawn Service. Uh, go check us out on iTunes. Give us five stars, rate, review us, and subscribe. Uh, follow us on Spotify now. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter, TNT Sports Talk 12. That's where you can uh, send us comments, questions, concerns, things you like, things you didn't like. If you want to be a guest, send us a DM. Uh, and also check out the day before the episode. We'll be posting who's on it and different interviews, different stuff that's going on. So check it out, TNT Sports Talk 12. Um, you can also find us tomorrow on 12 Ounce from 7 to 8 p.m. Uh, 12ounce.com. Find us on grandoldsports.com as well. And then our YouTube page. If you can't find us on anything else, YouTube is the best option. TNT Sports Talk, check it out. Uh, but that's it. Uh, Super Bowl this weekend. Uh, certainly the fun time for everybody. Everybody's going to be watching that game. What's yep. your favorite part about the Super Bowl? The football. football. My favorite part is that the Bears will be in it and will win it next year. Yeah. I'd have to disagree. I think Matt LaFleur is going to have to disagree with that one. But, a little um, bit. But definitely, I just think the football it's gonna be a it's gonna be a sad, sad, dark winter when the clock hits zero in the fourth quarter, and then we gotta wait for uh, for opening day in baseball. That's a good two months, I believe. You got so. combine. That's free yeah, it's still not combine. It's, it doesn't compare to Fills a Sunday. A yeah, yeah, it doesn't compare to a Sunday football. But uh, so just get prepared for another dark, dark, uh, long off season. And if until it's a Patriots day. Super Bowl off season, it's gonna be even tougher. Yep. So, but, uh, but that's it for our show. Thank you, Brian, for coming back on. Thank you for having me. Uh, there, that's it. Have go a great Packers. day. And go Cubs, on, go. Tune on Tuesday. Go Pack, go. <laughs>